This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, June 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. California passes budget. Bees as endangered species and no assurance on trade from Trump team. Legislature passes budget, but still more to come. The $214.8 billion budget passed yesterday serves as a framework for big-ticket items going forward, but trailer bills will be plentiful in such a strong year for the economy. Those bills, which can be passed after the budget, have impacts in more specific areas related to ag and will continue to pop up over the coming months. Meanwhile, intense negotiations will continue between the legislature and the governor through at least next week. One such battle will be over earned income tax credit, which may include new credits for low-income farm workers. On drinking water, the budget had a creative solution for financing the Safe and Affordable Drinking Water Fund. It proposed $100 million from cap-and-trade funds with $30 million from the general fund. Both houses of the legislature rejected Governor Newsom's bill to tax fertilizer sales and water users. Ag groups gathered behind the next option to use general fund dollars, which are not as reliable over the long term. The idea of tapping the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund, the GGRF, surprised many since the fund is meant for climate change programs. A Newsom advisor reasoned that applying GGRF funds this way does combat climate change. He said communities with unsafe drinking water must have bottled water trucked in, which generates greenhouse gas emissions. Economist Dan Walters of CalMatters called that strained and illogical, adding that he was not surprised to see the GGRF turn into an all-purpose political slush fund. According to California Citrus Mutual, this solution does settle the issue of liability for dairies. On that note, ag groups are still actively working to restore previous funding amounts to incentive programs for dairy digesters, manure management and equipment upgrades, and the water efficiency program, which has been zeroed out. Atmospheric Rivers Senator Bill Dodd of Napa managed to fit in about $9 million in research funding for predicting atmospheric rivers. The Assembly bill proposing this has stalled in committee. While the focus is on major flooding events, farmers could benefit from early warnings for late-season storms, such as the two that led to millions in crop damage this spring. For wine grape growers, the budget dedicates $18.5 million toward research for Pierce's disease. A bill expanding the Department of Food and Ag's long-running control program has been on a successful journey through the houses, but has no money attached. California may add bees to endangered species list. The California Fish and Game Commission voted this week to advance a petition to list four native species of bumblebees under the California Endangered Species Act, the CESA. This will trigger a year-long scientific review process and likely lead to costly court battles. If successful, this would be the first time a pollinator would be listed as threatened under the California Act. The list includes crotches, franklins, suckley cuckoo, and western bumblebees. The petition points to the usual most wanted list, overgrazing, agriculture intensification of the Central Valley, and pesticides like glyphosate, dicamba, and neonicotinoids. 
The proponents are pushing to classify the bees under protections for fish since both are invertebrates and no precedent exists that is specific to insects. The effort was spearheaded by the Xerces Society with support from several large environmental groups. Xerces director Serena Jepson said in a statement that for farmers the list is not likely to add an additional burden to their daily work. A coalition of ag interests has been opposing the petition, pointing to flawed data and trends that are not related specifically to California. Among the arguments made by the Almond Alliance is that the listing would force farmers to choose whether to halt operations whenever a bumblebee is present. DMC sign-up is here. As Ag Secretary Purdue promised, USDA is starting sign-up for the new Dairy Margin Coverage Program on Monday. DMC is an overhaul version of the old margin protection program. Echoing what economists have been saying for some time, Purdue said in announcing the sign-up that the choice is probably a no-brainer for smaller dairies since they are assured of receiving more in payments than they will pay in premiums this year. Senators get little reassurance on trade. Senators looking for some reasons for optimism on the trade impasse with China are still waiting for assurance after the Senate Ag Committee hearing yesterday with top U.S. trade officials. When asked if they could say when the U.S. and China would reach an agreement to end the trade war, the U.S. Trade Representative's Chief Agriculture Negotiator Greg Dowd said, No is the answer. He gave the same answer when asked when the U.S. and Japan will complete a trade deal. Dowd, who appeared at the hearing next to USDA Undersecretary Ted McKinney, focused much of his testimony on the need for Congress to ratify the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. But several senators were more interested in getting news on the ongoing negotiations. While I agree we need to hold countries accountable when they break the rules, this administration's strategy on trade has been to throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. Meanwhile, Farmers, businesses, and consumers are being hurt. That from the committee's top Democrat, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan. Funding for trade aid questioned. Stabenow questioned whether USDA can come up with the $16 billion that's been promised to farmers under the administration's new trade assistance package. She said at the hearing yesterday that USDA only has about $7.7 billion in additional spending authority through its Commodity Credit Corporation account. She asked, are you going to assume Congress will authorize an additional amount? USDA Chief Economist Rob Johansson told her there should be no problem because the CCC's $30 billion in annual spending authority will be replenished at the start of the fiscal year, which begins October 1st. Bayer announces sustainability initiative. Bayer is announcing today a new sustainability initiative with the goal of reducing its ecological footprint by 30% by 2030. Bayer plans to spend nearly $6 billion over the next decade on research designed to find the most efficient and effective ways to control weeds. While glyphosate will continue to play an important role in agriculture and in Bayer's portfolio, the company is committed to offering more choices for growers, Bayer said. The new investment will go towards improving the understanding of resistance mechanisms, discovering and developing new modes of action, further developing tailored integrated weed management solutions, and developing more precise recommendations through digital farming tools. Here's today's She Said It. It's important that we educate the public as well as the folks who spend way too much time out there in this dangerous weather. 
that Senator Anna Carmella of Salinas on Assembly Bill 1124. The bill would require employers to supply respirators to outdoor workers vulnerable to wildfire smoke. It passed the Senate committee yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, June 14th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.